Hello, welcome to Embrace the Grain Photography Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Sherry. This podcast is for all photographers interested in film, digital, and the gear that goes with the craft of photography. It doesn't matter what camera you're shooting, but be warned, we focus heavily on analog. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the show. This episode we have no guest. That's right. It's just Jake and I. Surprise. Okay, I admit it. I just didn't get myself organized last week. It's <laughs> been a while since we flew solo, so I guess that will be what it is tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll fill some time here, Sherry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how was your week, Jake? Yeah, my week was okay. Uh, just coming off a long weekend, which was uh, really nice. We had uh, family day here in New Brunswick. Yes, we had family day here as well, and my days are still kind of mixed up. <laughs> I keep yeah. thinking that it's Monday, but it's Tuesday, and yesterday all day I thought it was Sunday, and then I realized, oh, it's Monday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. I mean, it, it takes a day or two to get going after a long weekend, I find. It does, it does. And, you know, I, I know that... Uh, some of the guys over at Camerosity have been telling me, oh, come on the show, come on the show. And usually Mondays is when they record. And I usually have kids right. until late that day. And I just never quite make it there on time. But I didn't have kids yesterday. So I joined in the fun. How was that? Did you enjoy that? I did. I had a good time. It was it was really nice. So Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was glad glad that I went. I don't know when I'll get a chance to make it back. So I guess uh, when the opportunity presents itself, we best be taking it, hey? I guess so, yeah. I'd, I'd love to hop on there sometime, but their regular time is a little late for me here on the East Coast. So uh, I'm just waiting for the next time they do a European show, and uh, <laughs> then I'll finally be able to make one at a decent time. But yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a great podcast. I really enjoy that one. It's uh, it's a lot more technical than we get here, but if that's yes. what you're looking for, that's uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a great podcast if you're into the nitty gritty about cameras. And there's lots to be learned just even by listening. So. Absolutely. Yeah. If I mean, if you listen to, I think there are probably right up to around 10 episodes now but i mean if you listen to those 10 episodes you will you will definitely learn a hell of a lot about uh about cameras you've never even heard of before exactly i think last night was episode 20 if i recall oh really wow. yeah but wow. they they had to start with a different name so yeah. oh that's that's right uh yeah. yeah i think they started as cocaine and waffles if i'm if i'm not mistaken i think you're correct yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think that was uh kind of kind of like a spin-off of classic lenses if i remember correctly yes 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 yeah but, uh, which is another great podcast uh, yes. if you want to get into the nitty-gritty about lenses yes 
Yes, that's way beyond me. <laughs> I'm always looking at it and going, okay, is this the one they were talking about? <laughs> yeah, there is uh there's a ton of obscure stuff out there that uh that some of these podcasts are getting into. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. So February's almost over. And the time yeah, is flowing. Hard to believe. How how have your New Year's resolutions uh, hung in? Are they broken? <laughs> Still going? What what resolution? <laughs> yeah yeah, pretty much that. I was I was trying to remember what I had for a resolution, and I I think if I remember correctly, I said that I was going to try and focus more on the photography side of things and try not to buy any more cameras but (laughs) (laughs) i already failed on that of course uh, which we'll talk about here in a minute but uh yeah and i'm I'm still sitting on a pile of undeveloped film but uh slowly working my way through that i got three more rolls done over the long weekend uh, oh good anyway yeah but uh yeah mostly broken uh how about you sherry (laughs) Well, I'm still going okay on mine. Uh, my film is getting developed, I would say, in a timely manner. Um, uh, I'm getting the frugal film done on time this year so far. <laughs> it's stuff. only two months in so far. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, did one, managed to make one film of the month uh, complete. I've uh, scanned and... Uh, uploaded the jch uh i i didn't like that film but that's why we have film of the month is to uh try out these things that we've never tried before and this month it's uh metropolis and i've gotten as far as loading it in the camera (laughs) that's that's a start it is a start that it's kind of uh weather permitting and my weather has not been permitting. Brr. So, yeah. Plus, I also have the task of learning how to develop 110. Mm, yeah, that should be interesting. I, I had Metropolis in the fridge, and it was in 110 format. And I have, have the camera, and I thought, well, I might as well be shooting it, but it might be March before I finish it because I realized it's a 36 exposure roll. Ah! Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So so the 110, do you have reels for that to develop at home? I do. I have two reels. Now, I think they are actually for 16 millimeter. And they look like... Yeah, they look like mini Patterson reels, and they fit in the single, I can get two reels in a single Patterson tank. Oh, fits. cool. So so those are pretty small, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I can, hmm. I can do two at once, but I'll probably only do one. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> The that's first fair. time, anyway. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but no, but the, that should be the fun. Trick, the trick for me, I think, on that one is going to be how to get it out of the cartridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any experience whatsoever with 110, so I guess how, how would you get it out of the cartridge? Well, I've, I've uh, YouTubed a few videos, and if you don't suck it all the way into the cartridge and leave the little tail sticking out, 
You can pull it out in the dark bag. Okay. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I can manage to do that. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But but if not, do you do you have to break it open the cassette? I assume. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to break open the cassette. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there there could be some cursing involved when I do attempt <laughs> to do this. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of the uh, the film sweats. Uh, it might be. I might have to put a hammer in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what whatever gets the job done, I guess. You dang thing, you're opening. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, ho- hopefully you don't have to resort to the hammer. No, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's so far I've been sticking to it. But, uh, yeah, The Metropolis might be a March film. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. But I did get as far as actually loading it in the camera. So (laughs) the only reason I haven't been shooting it indoors is it requires a five feet uh, focal distance. So anything under five feet would be out of focus. It's uh, is it focus free? It is focus-free. Focus-free, yeah. And I do have a flash on the camera I loaded it in. So, yeah. And I would have to use the flash because it's been kind of cloudy when it's nice. So, yeah. Right, yeah. It's uh, not exactly the... The lens is a 2.8 lens, but uh, it's... uh, I think it was F11. Okay, so... Yeah. So even though for 110, 2.8 is pretty good, but F11 is going to make it so it's kind of slow. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Might be, it might be stretching a little bit with Metropolis. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be nicer during at the end of the week, and I only have one kid that day, so maybe we might take a drive. Yeah, no, I hope the hope the weather's good for you. Yeah, my luck, it'll be blizzarding like mad. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Or raining. Oh, we've had a lot of rain this year. So. Yeah, we we've had a little bit of rain too. It's kind of taken the snow down a bit, which is nice. But I mean, mm. kind of makes it gross out at the same time. Yes, yes. So yeah. Um, I thought this solo show we would talk a little bit about gas. you know gear acquisition syndrome and has it attacked you i'm gonna say for myself thankfully not too much in fact actually sold two cameras not one but two two out the door (laughs) just like that yeah yeah and i i actually managed to get a few more listed and I have not purchased any cameras. However, I did buy two lenses for the OM2 that I bought right around Christmas time. Right. And I got I got the lenses off eBay and I threw in a bid for 99 cents. Thinking, no way, I'll never get them. And what do you know, I won. <laughs> and the one is a... Um, it is the 28, I believe. It's the same one you have. Is that a 28? 
Yeah, it's the 2835. Yeah. yeah, and it's in nice nice condition. And then I got a uh, Tamron that was brand new, an Adaptal. And it was still in the bag. However, it was not stored very nicely because there's a little bit of fungus on the front element. Uh. But the adapter is there and I have other Adaptal lenses I can use. So... That expands my lens selection for that camera a lot. Yeah, that's that's such a cool system. Yes, yes. Yeah, just just the ability to be able to swap the mounts off the back of the lenses like that. Yeah, the I think the only mount I don't have now is a Nikon. Okay, well that would be a good one to get. It would. I have I have the Penda. <clears throat> Excuse me, the Pentax, and I have actually I have a Leica R1, and I have the Canon FD, and now the Olympus. Okay. So I only need yeah. the Nikon. Yeah, you're pretty well kitted out there. Yeah, yeah. I also I did a long, long time ago pick up an OM10, and I never shot it, but it's more like an aperture priority and when i bought the om2 it was a really good deal however when i got it the mirror was locked up and i think the guy sold it for a really good deal because he thought it was broken Mm. but on the bottom now this is where youtube comes in on the bottom it tells you how to get that uh there's a little button underneath the lens You put in a new battery, you push this little button, and there was one other thing you did, but the sequence works, and the thing snapped right into place, and it works like a charm. Huh. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah, I think it's, you know how the Nikon FE, when the battery gets dead, the mirror locks up? And you put it on M90, and then you can shoot. It's the same basic thing, only there's an extra little button to push on this one. Okay, same type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I always did regret not shooting that OM1 that I sold to you and made its way to Jess Hobbs. I always regretted that, so Mm. this was a chance to get back into it and try it out because everyone says it's a really good system for not a whole yeah. lot of dough no it's it's very true yeah no that uh that om2 will be a lot of fun and you know if i really don't like it i can easily get rid of it for what i have in it absolutely yeah yeah no that's that's the good thing about getting a good deal like that so i haven't really had many um gas flare-ups this year a couple 99 cent lenses and yeah how about you jake uh what about your uh 60 millimeter sherry oh you mean my 90 millimeter oh yes oh, i did sorry, have that you're one 90, you're not your 90 millimeter sorry yeah that's oh, right yes yes our our good friend there's why does he always do that to us? <laughs> He's, he, he is he is a repeat offender, isn't he? He is. He messaged <laughs> me the one day and says, look at this. I think you'll be interested. And 
because we'd been talking about like R and and everything and <laughs> well hot damn there's a mac macro 90 lens for the Leica R and it didn't really say if it was a two cam or a three cam and you couldn't really tell from the photo but boy it was a good price mm. so I bit the bullet and I bought it and I got it back and I got looking at it and since it's a macro, it's shaped a little bit different than a normal lens, so I couldn't tell if it was a two cam or a three cam. Right. But it turns out it's a three cam. Mm. And it's in really good shape. And the one night, uh, it was cold here and cruddy, and I set up my old thrifty hot lights that I bought for five bucks. And went down, shot my frugal roll, and then I thought, now I really, really, really want to try out this macro lens. And I had a roll of film in the Leica, and I had set it up on the shelf and kind of forgot about it for a few months. And <laughs> the sun got at it and left a little bit of a light leak on that window, and I'm going, mm. crap. I lost about six shots, but it was a... Oh, shit long roll so it's not a big deal but that macro lens is spectacular yeah good to hear good to hear it's it's smooth where it needs to be and it's sharp where it needs to be and i think i'm in love with it <laughs> so so what is it it's the uh the 93.5 it's the it's an f4 it's an f4 90 yeah, f4 a little bit slower one, but when you're shooting outside or artificial lights, you can control that and. Oh yeah, that'll yeah. be that'll be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, is it an Elmeret? I believe so. Yeah. No, that 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 one should be a ton of fun. Yes, yes, and yeah. it's been a while since I had used the motor drive on that thing, and. It, I forgot there was a button on the front. Here I am pushing the shutter button on the top. And I get to the last three shots on the roll and I bump this thing and it went. And I went, oh, yeah, I forgot that was there. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I I forget. I, for, I forgot about that button, too. Yeah. 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 But it was neat because there was pictures of the kids last summer playing on the playground and now all the way to February and I thought ooh I really should have not let that sit there and ne I thought next time I do that I need to put a piece of gaff tape over that window yeah good idea you know I'm not it's... sure if it was the lamp light from the room or the sunshine or or whatever but the light did leak in for about six frames yeah, that is one of the downsides of having the rear window like that. I wonder, yeah. uh, is the condition of the foam pretty okay? The condition of the seal looks fine. I just think it was continuous so long Yeah. in the same spot. Yeah, I've gotten a couple spots with the, uh, the FM3A before. Not, like, really bad, but, like... I've lost like two or three frames before, so yeah. I think that's that's probably happened to me as well, just being around like a lamp or something. Yeah, yeah, and of course mm -hmm. the lamp is on a lot in the winter. and For sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if it was the lamp or if it was actually sun, but whatever, light got at it, and 
bad me. I guess if I would have put it in the never ready case, it wouldn't have did that. But <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, t- tape is an easy fix, I guess. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I've had lens gas and not camera gas. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, maybe that's better. Yeah, I think so, especially when you only have a few like that, like our, I don't have many um, selections for it. Besides, I have the 50 and I have have the Tamron, but that's it. Yeah, so nice to add another lens to that, uh, our system. Yes, yes. Mm. And they're so darn expensive. (laughs) They are, yeah, that's, that is the one major downside to the like our system yeah yeah Com- compared to like a canon fd or an icon f uh, the lenses are really pretty pretty expensive definitely definitely mm-hmm. but they are pretty spectacular lenses though they sure are yeah yeah i guess so. it's up to the individual if they're worth the money but yeah they are yeah definitely fantastic you have to take, sit and take it into a, uh, account what exactly you want to be shooting with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so the 50, 50 is great for just ordinary photography. And, you know, you can do landscapes and portraits and everything with it. It's a good all-around shooter. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy doing some macro. So Yeah, yeah same here. Now it should be... Should be a lot of fun to play around with that. Yeah, yeah. So what about you, Jake? What what exactly have you uh, filled your gas tank with? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had a bit of a minor flare-up. I, uh, I wanted an Exacta Varix for a long time, and I finally got one. Um, it's a bit of a beater, uh, not the cleanest, but luckily everything seems to work okay. Um, it came with a 50 millimeter uh, 2.8 SR. It's a little bit scratched up, and the helicoid is pretty dry. But overall, I think I got an okay deal for what I paid. Um, I also grabbed a 135 millimeter f/4 Carl uh, Zeiss Sonar, but uh, unfortunately, I might have to return it. Uh, it's it's one of the exacto lenses with a shutter button built onto it, mm-hmm. and the way I, it works, I believe, is when you press down the shutter button, there's two stops, and the second one stops down the lens as well. Uh, but the shutter button is sticking on this one, and it's not popping back up, Aww. so it's so it's also not stopping down the lens. So. Well, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pay a lot for it, and if I bought an adapter, I could totally like use it on my Sony okay. But uh, yeah, just with the whole shutter button uh, not popping back up, it's pretty a pretty big pain in the ass to use on the Exacta because you you have to like half unmount the lens to to get, get the it. shutter button back up, and then yeah. Aww. Yeah, I, de- I definitely would be seeing if you could return it. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been messaging the seller. I'm just waiting for him to get back to me. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping I can return that. But 
so far, the Xactus seems to be working okay. I actually tried to run a test roll through it, but uh, I put a short roll in, and uh, near the end, of course, when I was trying to rewind, uh, I ripped the film out of the canister. Oh. And, yeah, and I was a bit frustrated, so I didn't even try to save it. It was it was only like a six or seven frame roll, so not a huge loss, yeah. but. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's kind of really weird on the exacta. I mean, just like everything else about the camera, but uh, the way you activate the rewind is there's this little tab on the back by uh, by the advance lever. And you flip it up, and then there's a knob on the right side bottom, and that's how you rewind your film. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Now is this is this the same one that the porch pirates ripped off on you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So mm. yeah, so I bought one off Trevor Trevor Monier a couple years ago, and yeah, unfortunately it did get stolen before I got it. But yeah. But now I finally got one. It's it's definitely not as clean as the one that he had. But right. uh, yeah, it uh, it works pretty good. There's no like major dents or dings or anything like that. But mm. yeah, the the only thing that is really kind of bothering me at the moment is uh, like I was saying, the helicoid on the lens is pretty dry and it's pretty tough to turn. But I think for a test roll, it should work okay. And if it turns out that it is working, then I, I probably will get the uh, the lens lubed up. But right, right, it'll it'll take a trip to Calgary. Uh, no, uh, no, luckily there's a local guy just across the river that he can uh, he can do lenses no problem. I don't oh, know if lucky. I yeah I don't know if I would trust him taking apart an Exacta, but. He right. uh, yeah he actually worked on my uh, my 35 millimeter Summicron, and uh, he did a great work on that. So nice. I'm sure he can handle a scratched up Tessar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, Jake, it's been a long time since I've had really bad bad gas <laughs> for some gear. Anyway, I'm not complaining. But now that I'm out of the buying gear stage, I realize I was in that mode for way too long. Like, I have buckets of stuff. <laughs> Some I'm never going to use. So I don't enjoy having it around. And yes, I even have duplicates. Like, seven Spotmatics. <laughs> <laughs> But recently I've noticed I wanted to hone down my collection and maybe even swap out a few things. Um, I had some Polaroids and I traded them uh, for a couple canonets with Nancy Bueller. She loves Polaroid and I love 35 millimeter, so it's perfect. And all it really cost us was some postage. I got something I would use and those, so did she. Yeah, it's uh, it's always nice to find a willing trade partner, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a bit of more stuff to get rid of as well, <laughs> potentially including the aforementioned Exacta, uh, if it's uh, working properly properly, um, as well as 
uh, Nikon EM and a couple of Vivitar lenses. Uh, maybe this is a good time to mention a new Facebook group that uh, Mark Wellsford uh, made for us Canadian film gear hoarders. Uh, it's uh, it's film cameras, uh, film camera swap Canada. Uh, if you're outside the U.S. or sorry, if you're outside of Canada, don't worry. Uh, it looks like there's a few U.S. members, so I'm sure they won't turn you away at the door. But yeah, uh, yeah so that's a it's a neat little group. Uh, I've already made one trade through it. I don't know about you, Sherry, but. Yeah, I, that's where Nancy and I decided to right. swap Polaroids. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I also had, a, I have a handle for a Pentax 6.7. I have no idea where I got this. I don't <laughs> even own a Pentax 6.7. Why do I have the bracket for the handle? <laughs> it's brand new in the box. <laughs> Picked it up somewhere along the way. I did. It must have been in one of these boxes where it was just in there. <laughs> so been, yeah. I, I threw that up on there, but I haven't had any bites on it, but maybe somebody will be looking for that. Yeah, you know, though, I bet that's something that if you tossed up on, like, film photo gear for, like, 60 bucks US, I bet somebody would jump on that in a heartbeat. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll have to have to try listing it a few more places, I guess. <laughs> but I did yeah, put it up on, I mean, the, on the swap group. Because I thought, well, maybe I can just swap it for something. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Especially if you could yeah. find somebody in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, it's pretty rare to find accessories like that, like brand new in box. So I'm sure, you know, somebody would take it off your hands. Yeah, yeah. Whoever bought it originally paid $49.99. Price tag still on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well. I'm sure you could get at least that, if not more. Well, I wouldn't um, care if I got a decent little point and shoot for it. Yeah. At least it'd be something I'd use. Yeah. No. Fair enough. You're. I guess you're not using that. Uh, you're not going to use a six seven grip anytime soon. No, I would need a six seven to put it on. And unless <laughs> somebody wants to give me one, I'm not getting one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're getting pretty damn expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, like I said, I, I have enough stuff. I want to try and get paring this down. It's too much at the moment. Yeah, I, I hear you. But, uh, yeah. So, um, I guess, is there anything else we should add, or should we just take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. All right, we'll be right back. Well, Jake, do you think we should check the voicemail? Let's check it. All right, I'm going to press that button. Hello, your call cannot be taken at the moment, so please leave your message after the tone. Howdy, it is Jack Bulkley at Refocusing Photography on Instagram. You were looking for call-ins, and I liked Billy Sanford's report on the Frugal Film Project 2022, so I thought I could report on my experience so far. I participated last year, so this is the second year for me. 
I'm using a Ricoh Super 44, which is a TLR that uses 127 film. I'm experimenting with a device that slices down 120 film for 127. While that is promising, I wasn't comfortable enough to depend on that yet. So I am going with Rarapan 400. While it is more expensive than, than film in other formats, it is the cheapest 127 I have found. I've enjoyed using the TLR and square format, so I wanted to use it more anyway. I've given myself a theme. Turns out that where I live in Wake County, North Carolina, here in the USA, there's one city and 11 towns. My subject each month will be one of them, usually downtown. I'm prepping now for the February town, Apex. I've learned something every month and ended up with some images I like. That makes participating worth it to me. Like Sherry mentioned, people should feel free to join in now. An 11 month project is better than not doing one. Hi folks, George G from Flanier on the Streets podcast. A big thanks to Sherry and Jake for allowing me to come on to their podcast. A friend of mine, Jim Mortram, is trying to get the word out about a community project that he's doing. The idea is that it's an annual photo print day and the idea is that photographers around the world um, offer up prints for people to buy what they're actually doing is donating to a charity. This little clip that you're about to hear is Jim explaining the premise of the project, which is called Photoprint Day. The full interview can be heard on my show, which is Flanger on the Streets. So, on with the clip. So I came up with this idea. Uh, it's called um, Photo Print Day. And the rules are really simple. And the whole thing is supposed to be, and it is built, it, what's built into it is this DIY kind of punk aesthetic where you just pick the seed of the idea up, treat it as your own, uh, share it, run with it. it. The rules are really, really simple. Um, essentially, uh, going to refer to my notes so I get all of this completely right for you because the idea itself is seven days old. <laughs> um, okay. So for, uh, let's say the photographer is the maker. Okay. okay. The photographer is the person that's made an image and the buyer is uh, in this instance, a donator. September the 1st, the maker photographer tags and tweets any kind of photographic print. And this is really important, right? Because I wanted to include people that, you know, couldn't have access or didn't have access to their own printer, maybe couldn't afford uh, to get it done in the high street. You know, I'd, my local boots doesn't do photo prints anymore, but there's like a snappy snaps or something. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be anything from a photocopy or, or just like a, a print. You can uh, maybe go to your local library and get them to print off for you. It doesn't have to be a high quality, you know, archive. It's my phone. Somebody actually asking me about photo print. There, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so it can be any kind of print, any kind of print at all. I think that's really important because part of this photo print day is, is designed to be for, for all and anyone. Okay, okay. so let, let's say that you've got like a really nice print that's that maybe you might sell for a few hundred quid. If, if you feel like that, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to donate that. I'll put put that up for um, a, a donation of ten pounds because there's a fixed price fixed price to this. I'll, I'll get I'll get to the rules in a minute, but this isn't. I think this is an important bit to explain that 
this is really designed for everyone, uh, not just amateur photographers or pro photographers. This is designed for like kids with camera phones that could then go to their library, give them the file, they could print it out. Okay. So what happens is September the 1st, the photographer tweets the prints that they've got, um, any size. So it could be like the size of a postage stamp. It could be the size of your car. It don't matter. It's a complete, it's free and open to what you're prepared to put up. Um, you put that up on um, the, the social media sites that we've got. So that would be Twitter, at Photo Print Day. That would be Instagram, at Photo Print Day. So on September the 1st, you put your print up, you tag both of those um, accounts into it. Yep. And then it's a first, first come, first serve basis. Now, as the maker, you can have one print or you can, you can make a thousand or a million. It doesn't matter. But it's a first come, first serve basis. So you put a print up. The first person that comes along leaves a comment, says, I like that. I am prepared to donate £10 of my money to, uh, to a charity. Work it out amongst yourselves, obviously, because yeah. if let's say, let's say the donator comes to you and says, well, I want to donate to the KKK. Well, you're like, <laughs> no, all right. I think, oh, so the photographer has the right of veto if it's obviously like a hate group or some wacky idea like that. Okay, yeah. Um, so you come together. Myself, personally, I'm going to be donating to the Trussell Trust, uh, Minds, Charity for Mental Health and Shelter. Um, yeah. Then the donator goes away, donates their £10 to the charity. They'll get a receipt from the, uh, like an on-the-screen receipt from that charity. Okay. They screen grab it. They send you that um, receipt and you go, brilliant. Do you want to pay the postage or shall I pay the postage or should we go halves? Then you send the print. That's the genesis of the idea. So essentially what's happening is photographers are putting up prints, can be any size, can be any format, can be any type of print. Uh, there's a fixed price of £10 or $10 or €10 Euros or whatever it, okay. the equivalent of that 10 is it, it, in respect to your own country. Um, and the goal is to have a million people doing it in 10 years. I, I figure a million photographers, there's, there's more than a million photographers. Look at the amount of photography on, on Instagram, right? There's yeah, of course. Everybody, everybody's got a camera in their pocket, right? So anybody can join in. Um, it's fixed at £10 because I, I wanted to pick a price that was affordable for anybody. Maybe this, this day might be the, the only opportunity, someone that's you know working class and low paid and living in poverty, living on benefits even, this might be the only chance they ever have to own a piece of art. And what a way to do it because they know that by, um, by donating this £10, you know, they're going to get a print at the end of it. And yeah. it's the same, yeah. for the same for the maker. They'll be able to get something... They'll be able to do something really positive and proactive with their work. Um, there's one other little rule, and that's August the 1st. Is the, so there's two dates to remember. On August the 1st, everybody starts sharing their work and saying, this is what I'll have available on September the 1st. But September the 1st is the day that you accept the donations. Okay. September the 1st is the day that all the, all the donations happen and you agree to send a print and all of that. And that's it. It really couldn't be simpler. So that's the basic idea of Photo Print Day. Um, I hope people will get involved in it. And once more, the socials are at Photo Print Day on both Twitter and Instagram. And the hashtag for it on Instagram and Twitter are 
hashtag photo print day and it would be nice to see the community supporting this venture anyway that's it from me bye for now hey guys thanks for calling in yep, thanks this, guys yeah 127 film hey have you uh tried any 127 jake not even a little bit no 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 what about you sherry I have. I do have a baby gray Rolly. Mm. And I do right. have I do have film for it. And I did miss the last one twenty seven day, but I'm not gonna miss the next one. No. No. I th- I think I I might even participate. Yeah? Yeah, it's uh is it uh in July? It is. It's July uh so that would be seven. July twelfth. July 12th, okay. I believe July 12th, yes. That would make 127. Okay, well, I've, <laughs> I've almost got five whole months. <laughs> <laughs> you got time but to shot. I do. That gas roaring. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, Jack, that uh, 120 to 127 slicer, that sounds pretty cool as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it- maybe a bit more economical. Yeah, give it a try and let us know uh, what you think of it. I I would be interested to to know how it actually works. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if that does like film backing paper and all. It would it would have to, I suppose. I I don't know. Yeah. I I'm I guess not a hundred percent sure, but I'm gonna say I think so. Yeah, I would have to think so. But yeah, Jack, uh, report back on your experience with that once you uh, get a chance to try it out. Yeah, yeah. And George, photo print day. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, no, it's a a really fantastic idea and it's it's for a good cause for sure. Yeah, everybody get involved if, if you so choose. And yeah. Uh, okay, so, um, keep those voicemails coming in. Yeah, thanks, Uh, guys. Yeah, it is the last week for the Music Feeds the Soul contest. And we've had some really wonderful entries, very creative. Um, we're going to wrap this one up the last day of February, and then we'll give a couple days grace to get those entries in. Billy Sanford has been very generous in giving out the prize for this one. Uh, the choices are a B&H gift card for $30 US or a analog Wonderland gift card for £25 or Billy will mail you three rolls from his personal stash. And um, you can view the entries submitted on our website at embracethegrain.com under the What's Happening tab. Um, yeah, um, I threw one in there just for fun. I can't enter, but I might throw that up on the website, but it's not an official entry. And I that's, think that's the Adele one. Yeah, and I yeah. think. Billy did a Led Zeppelin cover. Okay, yeah, we can throw that up there, too. And Jake did a... 
<laughs> yeah, mine is uh, the Beatles' White Album so far. <laughs> that one doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm slacking big time on it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if I'll get an entry in or not. <laughs> oh well, uh, it's all in fun anyway. So exactly. <laughs> uh. I guess uh, we should probably put it in um, the podcast next month's film of the month. Uh, Jake, you want to tell us about that? Yeah, the film of the month for March is Kentmere Four, or sorry, Kentmere One Hundred. Yeah. So we thought we would go with a black and white, um, since color is proving to be a little more difficult to find these days. Uh, isn't that true? And the prices have been anything but frugal. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I felt kind of bad for uh, Bill Smith. He started out the project with Ultramax 400, and now he's having problems sourcing enough rolls to finish. Oh, yeah, shit. So I messaged him today and I said, I have a few in my freezer. Just trade me something else color so that you have enough to uh, finish the project. Yeah, uh, maybe I should reach out to him. But the local camera store here has Ultramax as well. Uh, Mind you, it's like 1049 a roll, I think. But yeah, and then that's just like a single Right. I think 36 exposure, but it's something, I guess. Bill, yeah. if you're listening, the Ultramax hookup is in Fredericton, New Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> so there, everybody's keeping your best interests in mind to finish the project without having to substitute it. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can get you to the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I kept hearing about it being short, but I went and bought out my local Walmart, even at the higher price, and two weeks later, the shelf's right full of it again. Gold? Yeah. Oh, jeez. There's about ten three-roll boxes there hanging on the shelf. I don't need any more. <laughs> You're well stocked up. So, yeah, I went and stocked up when I heard the price was going to go up. It did. But I got yeah. a bunch of the, the cheaper stuff, so. Yeah, I wish I would have picked some up before the price rise, but the last couple times I went to Walmart, they didn't have any. But I guess that's been a couple months now. Yeah, I was really surprised at how much the price did go up. Yeah, what did it go yeah. up? Three or four bucks? Um, No, it was more than that. I, a couple bucks, I would have been fine, but it was... It was originally it was sixteen ninety eight for three twenty four rolls, mm-hmm. and now it's twenty three ninety eight for the same thing. Oh yeah, seven bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good jump. It is a good jump, but at least it's still available. So. Yeah, at least it's still available. Mhm. And I mean, yeah. it's it's not like it's the only thing that's rising. <laughs> no, that's sad but true. Yeah. Yeah, but um, we have a few other plans um, in the works for Film of the Month 
is not always going to be film of the month. Uh, just because film is getting a little harder to source and it's getting more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, and, and there's only a finite number of films that we can actually get here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and you know, for people like... Uh, uh, Marius in Romania, he has a whole different set of films that he can get that we can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure it's different everywhere you go. Yeah. So just to make it a little more, um, the game could be played a little more easily. We're going to mix things up and I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler. So for April... Now, this is just so you can be repaired or prepared, not repaired. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) It's 135. No, not 135 millimeter film, but focal length. So do you have a 135 lens, Jake? (laughs) I I do for the moment. (laughs) Okay, a working one. What's that, sorry? Uh, a working one? Yeah, not a not a working one, not a fully working one at the mm. moment. Rats. No. But uh, it's a focal length that hardly anybody ever uses, and it's often overlooked and kept in the back of the camera bag or on the back of the shelf. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of them out there, and. They are usually reasonably priced. So I thought for April, let's have a 135 millimeter lens challenge instead of a film of the month. Now, another thing that could also um, help out is here is something that's different is adapt it to your digital that's acceptable here too. So we're going to go focal length of the month for April. Okay. Your any camera you want to use, any film if you happen to want to shoot film, any film you want to use. If you choose to use your digital, that's great. It's shooter's choice. The only restriction is your focal length. Awesome. Sounds yeah. like a great time. Can't wait. Yeah, I really enjoyed that uh, when Dan Novak did that a couple years back. He did that and produced a zine. And I thought, oh, I don't like my 135, but I went out and I shot it. I shot, I actually shot three rolls with it. (laughs) And the more I shot it, I thought, you know, I really like this lens. And I have... I have uh, more than one of them, actually. (laughs) (coughs) I have uh, a uh, Helios one. Now, you would think that this would be a Russian lens, but it's not. It's made in Japan. Oh, interesting. And it it was really cheap. I thought I wasn't expecting much out of it. But it's actually a really nice lens. Oh, a diamond in the rough. It is. And I have a, a Carl Zeiss sonar. 
that's an M42 mount. Okay. And I got it, and it wasn't working 100%. So I went on YouTube and checked out some videos, and I actually repaired it myself. Oh, nice. It had a sticky shutter blade, and what I don't know if it had gotten jammed up somewhere or if somebody had dropped it or whatever had happened to it. It just was a little bit stuck. And once I took the front glass all out and took my dental pick in there and very gently give it a little lift, it kind of snapped into where it should be. Oh, awesome. And yeah, and it's a really nice lens. Is it uh, one of the zebra lenses as well? No, it's the newer black barrel one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Even though the zebra ones look cooler. They do, yeah. That's that's why I bought one. <laughs> I thought I thought oh uh, yeah, when I was shopping for them, I remember it's before I bought these when I was still shooting digital and adapted them and they were really cheap back then because nobody was really doing it. Right. Like this was like 2013 or 14, and you yeah, could have bought kind of kind of before the mirrorless craze. Just right before that, yeah. I mean, it mm. wasn't very long after that they were getting harder to get. So. Yeah, well, I guess you got one at the right time. I did. I did. So. Mm. And then, um, in one of these bags of things that my mom bought me with the last spent Pentax Spotmatic. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Takumar 135 that I haven't tried yet. Oh, awesome. I bet you that's an awesome lens. Yeah, yeah, so. Is it a 3.5, F4? Uh, I can't even tell you. No, something like that. Yeah, it's probably not yeah. super fast, but. In April, it should be warmer out, even though everything will still be brown. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's brown season until about May here. Yeah, mid-May. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's not white season still. Oh God, I hope not. You know, the groundhog came out on Groundhog Day, and didn't see a sh- is it when they don't see their shadow. It's six more weeks of winter. Right. I'd, I'd like to shoot that little guy. <laughs> I don't want six more weeks of winter. Come on. That bastard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's lying about it. Yeah, he better be. It doesn't feel like it, though. No, no, it doesn't here either. So, yeah, is there anything else, anything we've missed? I can't think of anything, no. No, uh, I can't think of anything. I think I think that's about it. I, I think that's a wrap, yeah. Yeah. So I guess we should put our socials out there. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Jake Rose Photo or in the Embrace the Green uh, Film Photography Podcast Facebook group. And you can find me on Instagram at Sherry Christensen Photography. That's S-H-E-R-R-Y-C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-E-N Photography. I know, it's long. (laughs) (laughs) 
And you can also find me over on the Facebook group, the Frugal Film Project 22, the one with the pink pentax. Yes, and, and, and uh, our email as well. Uh, you can find us at embrace the green podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find out everything you wanted to know about the show and maybe even a little bit about us on our website at embracethegrain.com. Okay, I, th- I think that's everything. Yeah. So I guess we will see you in a couple weeks when we wrap up our Music Feeds the Soul contest. So Yes, and we're going to have <coughs> Billy on for that episode. Yes, Billy Samford is coming on to help us judge our entries. So get those entries in. Did yes. You know, right now it's not going to be a super long show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, guys, send in a couple more for us. We'd love to see them. Yeah, they've sure been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, everybody stay positive and embrace the grain. See you in a couple weeks. Later, guys. Bye. Here's how you can relive a good time over and over again. See it. Big as life in full color slides. The newest, smartest way to take color slides is with a stylish Kodak Signet 40 camera. You'll wear it proudly everywhere you go. Just aim, focus, snap. It's as easy as that. Exciting action shots, eye-catching close-ups, beautiful scenes, indoors or out, day or night. You can take them all in rich, beautiful color. The Kodak Signet 40 is the smartest color slide camera you can buy, yet it costs only $74 or as little as $7.50 down. Other fine Kodak color slide cameras range in price from $31.50 to $175. Ask your dealer about easy terms. And remember, when your camera is made by Kodak, you know it's good. Uh, the, uh, the, and that's all, folks.